Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. We are going straight into the Hall of Fame. Oh. Best Wrestle Me podcasters. Do you know, someone, 2019. <laughs> someone uh, on Twitter whose name I've forgotten because I always forget to write people's mm. names down. And we do get quite a lot of tweets. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a very popular podcast, actually. <laughs> and, uh, oh, actually, saying that, I noticed uh, our, our, our ratings on iTunes. No one wants to hear this stuff. This is podcast <coughs> house cleaning. Our ratings on iTunes, we, we're annoyingly close to 500 five star reviews. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I'm not going on about this, about how it makes us probably at least two and a half times more popular than any other UK wrestling <laughs> podcast. Maybe not in terms of downloads, but mm. I mean, people... We have a, look, I want it to be 500, so if you've not left a five-star review... I don't think I have. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, I only just realised I wasn't following Absolute Radio on Twitter this week. I was like, <laughs> I'm not following them on Twitter. Have they noticed? When they stop following you, that's when you've got to worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, uh, look, uh, uh, you know, I, I didn't actually agree with some of that. I think some of it's actually padding and everything. Don't care, don't care. Just Five stars, thank you. Five stars, right wherever you want underneath, as long as it's five stars. Yeah, absolutely. You can even put five stars and go, oh, oh, this didn't. Actually, no, don't. Don't, because people might look at it. Just give us five stars. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hall of Fame! Hall of Fame! <laughs> this is why we get the five stars, baby. Yes. Someone did say on Twitter, look, are you ever going to just do special episodes on the Hall of Fames? Right. Now, the Hall of Fames, as they go on, they have these long uh, induction speeches. Mm. But I went to uh, the Hall of Fame for WrestleMania 25. Mm. I will talk about this when we get to the WrestleMania 25 thing. But uh, I went with... Uh, Alex Zane, our friend, mm. and Alex, uh, just we had the single best night I think I've ever had on earth because the stories that were told were so weird and strange. I mean, Jim Ross came out and he introduced Cowboy Bill Watts by going, Maybe there was a time when Bill and I was drinking too much. Maybe there's a time when Bill kicked out someone's eye. <laughs> the whole room sort of went, the fuck? And you could see Jim Ross going, come on, come on, lighten up, pansies. Um, this is real life. The Hall of Fame is hilarious, but it's also incredibly long. And mm. I just don't think you're going to be able to listen to an hour and 20 minutes of the bushwhackers thanking them at man's. I just don't think <laughs> something which actually wouldn't happen because Vince has vetoed mentions of them at man's. So oh. four stars. Of the who? Uh, um, of himself. So, oh, right. Yeah, okay. he, uh, did I say that he's vetoed mentions of the Bushwhackers? No, I, I, I was going to... I think any time you're talking about a Hall of Fame, you should veto mention of the Bushwhackers. <laughs> but yeah, Vince McMahon doesn't like being thanked in, um, in the Hall of Fame speeches.
sketches. Oh, right, okay. There was actually a one of the writers of uh, who was working on, on the Hall of Fame, uh, he was blamed for there being a mention of Vince McMahon being thanked in a speech, and he ended up resigning before he was fired. Oh. They t- he takes it that seriously. Things that Vince McMahon doesn't like versus things that he does like. What don't you like? Being thanked. <laughs> what, what else don't you like? The government. <laughs> what <laughs> what, like, what like being... do you like? Beefy men. <laughs> Big boys, I can pro. But the, the, yeah, he's sort of like, he doesn't want to be thanked, but he will happily um, indulge in nepotism, yeah. putting people over the door that don't really deserve it, yeah. really pushing people and uh, ruining his know, own business. A number of legal actions, which, you know, he's sort of not. not, not <laughs> up, I don't know. I mean, with, uh, you say to come out smelling of roses, he never smells of roses. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, smells of Ike Pro. <laughs> which smells of uh, ground up elk horn. <laughs> um, they do a little Hall of Fame here, and this is the first year where they bring out the Hall of Fame yes. uh, recipients, mm. the new inductees, out onto the <laughs> the stage to meet the crowd and what i love about this is these people have no idea the reaction they're going to get so they come out and they're like oh we've got a line up and everything and mm. not one of them can believe how over they are huge oh yeah. so exciting so the first one that they announce uh, mean gene comes out to just say welcome the inductees yes and the first one is bobby heenan yes and the crowd i don't think they're sort of because uh, it's precedent has been set now you know oh this is this is if you like the bit where we thank them for their years of service. Mm. And when they go, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, the crowd go, boo, and they go, weasel, weasel. And uh, Heenan... I thought... Oh God, so Heenan good. is just like, he's sort of like, okay, I'll do my wrestling thing. And then the crowd, as he sort of like, sort of starts waving his arms like, you know, you're nothing, <laughs> the crowd start wildly applauding. <laughs> and then Heenan's just like gesturing for them to come up and fight him. And, and you can see him sort of going... Are they cheering me? What is this? What is this strange noise that normally I only hear two Ooh. minutes after I've entered when Hulk Hogan comes in? And there's a big cheer. They get Tito Santana, and you know I, I, Tito's a really, really talented wrestler mm. in his day, and he's so retired and out of the business by mm. now. So he looks in really good shape, but he's got like tinted glasses on because he's always like, oh, I have to go out there, and they'll just go, you know. Like that. And he and he comes out a bit dressed like you would dress if you were going, you know, I don't know, out for dinner with your wife. It's somewhere local. <laughs> Getting <laughs> and, a podcast award. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something that, uh, that we, yeah, we don't... Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, five stars. Yeah. Uh, and then the next one is... <laughs> The next one, Gene does the the sell. Now, if you're at home, you can see that there's a strap line explaining who it is. Yeah. And what there is is a young man in his 30s, <laughs> not in the great sh- greatest of shape, and Mean Gene just says, One of the sport's big men. He faced Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 1. <laughs> Everyone's looking going... Is this fucking fantastic? <laughs> Who's this liar? <laughs> oh, yeah, I faced uh, Andre the Giant at um, Reslin Manian's one. Um, it turns out it's the son of Big John Stud. Yes, John Minton Jr. They need to say John Minton Jr., yeah. son of Big John Stud, at the top of that. You'd really have to. And, pres- yeah, who will collect the award is this person. He can't just let us go, <laughs> no. liar. Yeah. This man, what has he done with Big John Stud? <laughs> is he in a Big John bin? Arrest <laughs> Big John Bin. Big John Skip. <laughs> he was big. He was big. Gigantic. Um, Harley Race, uh, he, he waves. And Harley Race is the first one who's going, 
fuck, they're, they're really pleased to see us. Yeah, he he looks like a shamed Scottish football manager. <laughs> he does. Do you know what he looked like? He looked like the absolute uh, uh, breakfast show co-host, Matt Dyson. <laughs> but but just like, like Matt Dyson's poured some talc on his head. Um, Harley Race, is his hips are very stiff when he comes up and you really yeah, sort of go, that's ruined, yeah. a proper wrestler's walk. Uh, uh, Pete Rose, Yay. Uh, who is in the celebrity wing. Uh, Pete Rose is the only one it doesn't go well for. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all booing him because he's like the bad... Like, yeah. He's never welcome, is he? But you can see Pete Rose going, oh, well, that's all part of the play acting. They'll probably do the... Apl- no. No. No, no, no. no. I, I, um, I do uh, a voiceover on uh, the, one of the Discovery Channel subsidiaries, D-Max, <laughs> and um, there's a TV show that they are constantly playing called Tanked, where uh, two men, Wade and Brett, make um, fish tanks for people. Right. <laughs> and it said, uh, Pete Rose, uh, you know, I mean, baseball star legend Pete Rose is coming for a, for a tank <laughs> from Brett and, Brett and Wade. And I was like, I don't. I forgot he played baseball. <laughs> yes. he's, he's usually getting two. He's the man who's having Kane. a lifetime feud with Kane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Don Morocco is there as well. We see him again. He's wearing a baseball cap that's got yeah. the logo of presumably some kind of defunct nu- nutritional supplier. I don't know. Again, he takes it off when they applaud because he suddenly sort of goes, "Oh, I shouldn't have worn a baseball cap for this. This is really." Don Morocco is really interesting. He's one of the legends they never really did much with, and right. he came from a sort of like a pre. Uh, Hulkamania period, mm. which is very much sort of seen as being, you know, the Dark Ages. Yeah. But it's it's sort of funny, you see him there, and he looks largely the same as he did during his career. Mm. But it's funny they never sort of had him in a bigger did role, anything. really. Right. You know, he still looks like he did when he was a wrestler. Yeah. And that seems to be a big key mm. to whether or not they'll use you again. <laughs> you can't look too different. Um, my favourite one here is Greg Valentine comes out. Yes. And Greg Valentine is he has never ever been cheered in his career because he's never really been a good guy and he's slow and he's ponderous <laughs> and he's you know since like 1981 he is just he is well probably about 85 he is just slow and rubbish mm. Over the years, Greg Valentine's face has become very rigid. He's been described as looking like one of those Native American statues you used to get outside American cigar stores. Right? <laughs> Google it. And he's gone very tan, and, and he just looks like a tree. He looks like a haunted tree. <laughs> one of those, in Lord of the Rings, they've got those trees that sort of go, yeah, well, we will not be involved in your li- war. Literally why I stopped watching. I just, you got the end of that film, I don't watch anything. If you can picture that tree, not saying we won't get involved in your puny war, but they can go, I'll get you rugged Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> that is Greg Valentine now. And Greg Valentine, he comes up and he's got, a, his mouth has doubled in size at the edges and it's just a real sort of like crescent. Box, like, and, he, and they applaud and he can't, he doesn't know what to do and he's, he's really glum and as he takes a step back, he turns to someone and he starts giggling to <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a magic moment where Greg Valentine was capable of human emotion. I don't know. Something got through. These, these men who just sort of turn up, men and women, and, and, and they just become alive yeah, again. He, he, he does not know what's mm. happened. What's really funny is I've noticed this, that Greg Valentine, he obviously gets invited every year as a Hall of Famer to the Hall of Fame. Mm. I don't think he's missed one. Right. You always see him always in the audience. Him. And it's and obvious he he's it. just going, that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and so he just hangs around once a year going, oh, I can still smell the sort of, you know, the moment, the moment a crowd applauded for me. <laughs> um, Junkyard Dog's daughter is there, uh, Latoya. Um, yeah. She is she is incredibly out of that. This is from 15 years ago. These mm. are all wrestlers from the 80s. She is one of only two people there who is dead now. 
Oh, was she dead now? Yeah, so Junkyard Dog had predeceased her. He'd been driving back from, from her high her... school graduation. Yeah. And he'd, uh, I, I think, fallen asleep at the wheel or had a car, heart attack mm. and crashed the car. But Latoya, his daughter, she died, I think, in 2011. She was only 31. Oh, that rings a bell, yeah. Uh, funny thing of she was just on the phone to a friend and then she went silent and the friend heard a thump and that was just her lights out. That sounds like a, a weird story. Yeah, maybe that's what Junkyard Dog had. But either way, that's, yeah, that's mm. weird, that, isn't it? Then you get uh, superstar Billy Graham. Um, with the one person who <laughs> slightly milks the applause. He's sort of like, oh, yeah, brother, big star, you know, big, big people star. Think, people think it's a Hulk Hogan, mate. <laughs> people think. I, I look at Billy Graham and I go, yeah, I could probably do a Bligram custom figure. Oh yeah, with using Hulk Hogan figures. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> exactly more to do with that's more to do with Hulk Hogan ripping off Superstar exactly. Billy Graham. In fairness, but isn't that sad? Yeah. I'm, imagine how annoyed you must have been. Do you remember last time we were it? talking about Superstar Billy Graham on this podcast? Um, we were talking about him accusing the WWE of oh he was on the giving TV out show, steroids yes. and the sexual abuse yes, of uh, the uh, ring, wrestlers, ring, ring guys, and he uh, had basically purged himself again and again in court. Mm. So you might wonder why he's in the Hall of Fame. Because he, he's not very good at giving evidence. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> the jewel in the crown. They made it up with him. and right. he, he got very ill. And I think he sort of had a, a, a born-again Christian sort of, you know, change. Hmm. And they welcomed him back into the family. Oh, he cool. has fallen out with them again. They've mended their bridges. <laughs> and I believe they've fallen out again. Right. Uh, he just sometimes will, will just start out. saying, think about my man, he doesn't care about the deaths. What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Um, this <laughs> This week, uh, <laughs> Superstar Billy Graham has been unpopular because uh, he put up it's a not Facebook post. the poster. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's put up a Facebook post where he said, "I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> sick of it." He said, "I got a GoFundMe going on." He says, "And I can see that there are people out there who follow me on Facebook. This is your friends. They haven't they haven't paid <laughs> to the GoFundMe." So he's basically got someone to go through and match up people following him on Facebook as to whether they've given a donation to his GoFundMe. And it basically, he'd written a line which I love, which is, "You go, I'm so sick and tired of dealing with you people. Just give me your money." You know, <laughs> I'm sounding a bit like Dusty Rhodes here. <laughs> I prefer bit, doing that vibe. Give me your off. money. Um, but, so. He's he's still up to his old tricks, is Superstar Billy Graham. <laughs> um, Sergeant Slaughter is there. Big cheer for the Sarge. Yeah, still, still got the sash. Still looking immediately recognisable. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's great because he wears his like you know you, you know his uh, Marine Corps instructor hat, <laughs> and like he's in a suit, but he's got a camouflage t-shirt. Like he's happy to be shot, <laughs> but not in his precious torso. <laughs> Anywhere else is fine. And then the final one is Jesse Ventura. Yes, uh, who having every time you've seen Jesse before, he looks like he's in RuPaul's Drag Race. Right, <laughs> yeah. he just looks like. Why is he now dressed? Uh, like a, uh, some kind of Muslim Brotherhood. I, I know. Kind of like black, I, black I, bandana. I presume by this point he's got a political sweet career. Looking, sweet Louisiana. Is that, is that a song from the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Black bandana, sweet Louisiana. Just Ventura Sorry. Well, he's not a politician, so he wants to be. Is he about to be a politician? I think he's been mayor, and I think I think he may be considering a run in years. I think he's probably doing the local stuff at this point, and then he. He becomes a whatever he becomes. Was it mm. senator? I forget. I think he makes senator. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we'll get to see him again in a, in a while in a yes. exciting moment that I totally forgotten about. That's <laughs> weird to see. Weird yeah. To see. So from the Hall of Fame, the people who built wrestling, uh, the greatest sport on earth. What could be better? Well, than to showcase it's, it's the just... wonders of our sport. The the the. <laughs> 
I mean, there's a be- uh, there's a genuine, like, you know, as I said, I've watched football, uh, football I've watched uh, wrestling, help. Uh, I've watched wrestling for a year now, and I've gone through the journey of yep. seeing... You know, and, and I think we we I dressed up as um, who did I dress up as at the, in the WrestleMania at the Wrestle uh, uh, Lord Alfred right. Hayes. I dressed up as Lord Alfred yeah. Hayes, and you dressed up as uh, Grinnell soon. Mm. And so we were very much were big fans of those guys. And Bobby the Brain's Hall of Fame speech. I mean, let's face it, it was massively undercut by the smooching he was doing. Oh, oh, God. I, do you know, I've forgotten that bit. The actual speech he did. <laughs> yeah. Oh. About um, Gorilla Monsoon. You see, and I was he's... building up to it, announcing that, that we cut from the legends to the first ever Playboy evening gown match. Yeah, well, uh, which is, which is, fuck that. But that is a <laughs> absolute moment. That speech that Bobby Heenan does. Yeah. Where he looks up at the sky. They show that little clip of him. Mm. And he says the only thing that can make this better. Mm. And he begins choking with, with emotion. Mm. Would be if Monsoon was here. <laughs> oh! That, that got me. That, oh. that, that got me. Bobby and his fucking pre-illness clothes, let's face it. He's his massive giant uh, jacket. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, I wish I wish he was there. So, oh, oh, shit. And then... It, and then what did they do there? I mean, I, I'm fairly certain that's pre-recorded as well. It's not like, that's not in the actual so arena, that's, is that's, it? That's from the event the night before. Yeah, which is, in, it, I think it's in full not, on you, the DVD. Would you not move it? Would you not move that around? Because what comes next is yeah. a fucking is what they didn't learn from last year with the fucking Miller Lite. Girls. They they never learn. This is Good this God. is an extension of the I bet I can nail Trish before you nail Lita mm. thinking. We're, we're doing a thing here where ruthless aggression is there. It's all about the sports. It's all apart from the women, mm. in which case it's all about. Oh, <laughs> imagine if you saw a nip tutus. <laughs> so, oh mate, this fuck off, Chimmel, <laughs> with your fucking match. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> This is Sable and Tori Wilson, who <laughs> were on the cover of a Playboy together. Mm. Uh, this is a little bit of cross-promotion. Taking on Stacey Keebler, who, once again, seems so far... Uh, wrestling seems so beneath her in mm. this sort of thing, where she comes out and she's elegant and classy, and she does... I think she performs like an actress. Mm. I imagine she gets back and she just goes, I feel so unclean. Grubby. This is... oh. And Miss Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie was a a, a co-winner of Tough Enough. Right. A girl called Jackie Gaydar. And she, uh, not, not, I mean, it does sound like an app. It's not, <laughs> it's got, it's got, it ends with the Oh, you're real Jackie Gaydar, you. <laughs> oh, look who's here, Miss Jackie Gaydar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jackie Gaydar sounds like a really bad um, Admiral Duncan um, yes. drag act. I, I, well, I've started going to the Miss Jackie Gaydar. <laughs> um, it, it's good, but she it's in a is, rough area. She is outrageous. She is, uh, again, one of those people who, like Eva Marie, is famous for being one of the worst wrestlers of all time. Right. Th- that's really unfair to her. What she was was someone who really wanted to do wrestling, mm. who was not, who won this competition that put them in the spotlight far too early, and they pushed her out there without giving her really enough time yeah. to be at that level. That was also something that, after the death of Ashley Massaro, mm. which uh, was relatively recently when we were recording this, she also talked about that in a, a suit that she launched about concussions. Mm. And she said she was not given the time to learn wrestling. She was pushed into the ring much too early because they wanted to capitalise on her success in this televised competition. Um, that was really the case with Jackie Gaydar. Mm. So she has one of the worst ever matches that's been broadcast on WWE TV in 2002, which is uh, her and Christopher Nowinski, another tough enough winner, who would mm. retire very early with a concussion that ended his career and he would end up becoming an expert on concussion suffered in sports. And they're taking on Trish Stratus and Bradshaw. And it's the probably the worst WWF match to ever be broadcast. Right. Full of botches. It was, it was terrible. 
they've got her in this, and I suppose the thinking is, well, this isn't really a fucking match. Yeah. It's an evening gown match. The winner is the one who rips off the other one's dress, and they start it by going, Sable comes out. Sable herself, surprise return after she's launched a huge, I think, a, you know, like a nine-figure uh, a legal action against WWE for right. harassment and things mm. like that. She, they managed to get her back. Mm. Superstar Billy Graham, Sable. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no one they can't get back. It's probably because they're losing all of their stuff. Because <laughs> shit, we've gotten to re, uh, redo Rock's contract. Let's, yeah, uh, that frees up some money. Shit. Um, but but they they tear off their gowns before it even starts mm. because the worst thing would be is not getting to see these athletes just in their pants. Yeah. The men in the crowd in this, if you look at the back, they've all got their cameras and they're really at a funny angle where they're trying to get up things and down things. There's a sign uh, from far away. um, It it says, I came to see Miss Jackie, but the word see is around the corner. So it's like, I came... To <sighs> Miss Jackie, I, I, I feel for her. She, she, you can see it in her face that she's going. This is all spiraling out of control. Mm. She, she, she went on to. She didn't have a long WWE career, but she did meet her husband, a guy called Charlie Haas, uh, who wrestled for a number of years. They're still together. Mm. They opened up a, a custom muscle nutrition and smoothie shop oh. uh, in uh, Frisco, Texas. It's closed now, but it certainly <laughs> ran for a while. <laughs> um, it said it's that really it is not your mom and pop vitamin store oh i mean clearly that's what people wanted well but... <laughs> yeah, exactly if you'd open that maybe yeah. but your mom didn't wrestle in wrestlemania so no. I, did, I, I watched this and i thought do you know what it's a very sort of that word thirsty oh you're thirsty mate t- at one point taz gets so excited and flustered he, get, he can't say half the words he wants to say he sounds like at one point he's about to shout i want to eat them <laughs> I, like a gen- i wouldn't be surprised if I, went, I want to eat their flesh oh and all the crowd just <laughs> Uh, uh, this is one of those things where if you're saying, and I know they've changed it now, you know, we've just, we've just had the first WrestleMania main event that was headlined by female performers. Mm. But you go back at this stuff and you go, fuck me, this is... Not that uh, long ago. <laughs> not, 15 years ago. And you mm. can see why people went, this is so sleazy and so gross. It, it's, oh, it's mm. weird, man. The... There's a really weird bit that I've never seen mentioned, and I watched it on this bit, where Tori rolls up um, Miss Jackie, Jackie Gaydon. Mm. And she's got her on the floor in a pin, and they count to three. And as soon as the pinfall happens, Tori grabs Jackie Gaydon's underwear and starts trying to rip it in half. Right. She's just trying to expose her genitals. I don't know whether it's some kind of hazing thing, but you can see Jackie Gaydon, like, what the fuck is happening here? Mm. And uh, again, the fact that you have a working environment where that sort of thing... What was Tori Wilson hoping would happen? <laughs> what was she hoping would you happen? You just exposed a vagina on the telly, and now you can't work for the rest of the rest yeah. of the rest. Oh, that, that was brilliant. Do you remember when we went out to that professional thing and there's a little surprise, I exposed your anus and vagina to the world. Do you remember that? And, and, and do you remember you were a bit worried before because you felt like you hadn't been prepared enough? And then I exposed your genitals. I mean, it's, it, it's like a living nightmare. Um, oh, oh, it was it was terrible. Didn't I read... I'm sure when I was having a read, up, read about this one, was Sable's... her. One of her implants had ruptured, so she didn't want to wrestle in the 
claws, so that's why everyone lost their claws or something. I can't. Oh, remember. got you. Something, that, something like that. D- does I mean, does that make sense? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Mark, I just don't know. <laughs> and when I watch this match, I just don't know. There was a lovely little bit that Sable's former husband, Mark Merrow, did. Uh, so Sable has returned to the WWE, right. and the one thing that that happens for her is that she meets her new partner and later husband and father of their children, Brock Lesnar. Mm. Um, so this is happening at this point. And Mark Merrow was on uh, Jim Ross's podcast. Uh, <laughs> that was a spit by the two lad. Uh, anytime we mention the opposition, they, they get a spit. I'm sure yeah. it's very good. Um, and, uh, Ross does. I'm sure, I'm sure Jim Ross cares what we think. And uh, one of the things Mark Murray talks about was the end of his marriage. Right. And he said a great line. He said, um, he's talking about this period. We were still married at the time, but we weren't really seeing each other. I don't know, it was falling apart. I remember calling her and her not answering the phone, and I'd get very upset. Here I am, assuming she was seeing another wrestler. I remember thinking, when I find out who this guy is, I am going to beat the tar out of him. <laughs> when I found out it was Brock Lesnar, it gives forgiveness a whole new meaning. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite a good line. I that, enjoy is, that. that was very sweet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a, what a fucking disaster. Piece of shit. I mean, Piece horrible. Of shit. The, the, the very worst of, of WWE at this period. Mm. Awful. Um, and then we move on to uh, a glimpse of people who are coming into the arena or oh, kind of like, so why do they always find Scousers? Scousers are always it, it, there. It's like a section where they're like, you know what we've got to do? We have got to talk to the people who have come from a long way away. <laughs> they need to have accents. Do you know what's a good accent? British accent. Yes. <laughs> and it's six or seven people, one guy from Ireland, yeah. six or seven people. Visible neck tattoo. Yeah. Wow. Talking about how, essentially how far they've come and how yeah. excited they are. And it's a classic bit of British people where <laughs> the Irish guy is really charismatic. Yeah. And all the British people, and, and a lot of the, uh, the Scousers and quite a lot from Birmingham. Yeah. So they just, they talk about it like they're talking about like plugs about having to buy a new plug <laughs> we've come all the way from Birmingham it's uh, taken seven hours like that just no enthusiasm they cut to a bloke who's we've been to Disneyland and uh, this was even better uh, I- I'm just a buzz my whole skin is tingling yes. <laughs> he doesn't he, if you've not seen this bit his skin does not look like it's tingling you know? if it's tingling it's a workplace injury it's asbestos <laughs> he worked in asbestos in the 70s my, my, my white finger is not <laughs> there's no sensation at all <laughs> he, um, the, good, the good thing about that is he's got like kids with him and I don't think it's the thing like you just go on holiday but maybe the kids were like we really want to go to Wrestlemania yeah. and it coincides and he did it and he got what he did was like a dad sometimes if, if you sort of like put something like a microphone or a camera in front of your dad <laughs> your dad will lose his fucking mind yeah and that thing of him sort of going oh look they're filming over there you know that's uh, yeah well I'm going to go and get myself a ah my, my skin's all a buzz <laughs> it's the most wonderful fucking thing <laughs> I just want to see the women in their negligees <laughs> it's like I remember we were at Butlins and a bloke uh, one of the red coats red coats yellow coats I don't know came over and went um, shoved a microphone in my dad's face and my dad is no no into that kind of shit. No, he's no, no he's rock no, on the mic. No, no rock on the old he's stick. He's no into that. And, he, uh, and they went, oh, so what do you think about this? And asked him a question. He went, oh, well, I think that um, 
Yeah, this. And then he went, oh, good, that's good. It doesn't matter, really, because my mic's not plugged in. Oh, and he walked off. And I just went, fucking prick. <laughs> <laughs> I once put my dad on the radio. I was out in, I was doing Vox Pops for a capital feature we were running <laughs> right. at the time. And I bumped into my dad in Leicester Square. He and my mum had like, were going out for the day. Right. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. Hey, great. I said, oh, dad, I'm going to put you straight onto the radio. And my dad was like, oh, yep, here we go. Lovely. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're here with Mike. Mike, What's going on? And my dad was looking at his shoes and he just went... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't speak. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I remember uh, when I was on Danny Ollis' show on Six Music, we rang my dad. I can't remember why, but um, he was in the garden. <laughs> Will you come and pick Peter up, please? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been yeah. very sick. <laughs> <laughs> it was like my, I just remember my dad using the word fractious. He said, I'm feeling very fractious. <laughs> Quite right. I, a word I'd never hear, heard him use before. He right. said, I'm feeling very fractious. <laughs> Both of them would have been fine conversations had they actually said, I'm just a buzz. My whole skin is tingling. That's absolutely the right thing to do. Go up, not down. Oh, dear. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, uh, then, then we have a little promo, don't we? Yes, Eddie yes. Guerrero. I could watch Eddie Guerrero do VTs. He's just so happy and charismatic and he is friendly looking. So much charisma. Charisma yeah. in bucket loads. What a lad. Uh, he's also talking to Chris Benoit, who's yes. very intense. Yes, very intense. Very intense. Much too intense. Too intense. I, I don't think anyone's going to take me to task for, for <laughs> no. that. I no. think he was quite an intense man. Don't think he, he, he'll sue. <laughs> <laughs> so no. uh, the Cruiserweight Invitation. Match, yeah. A sort of gauntlet match. Um, this is a, a, a period where they, with SmackDown, they began saying, well, let's get cruiserweights on and that will make it the exciting brand where there's the cruiserweights giving you great action. Right. And Vince McMahon does not like cruiserweights <laughs> because they're small, they're not very muscular, they aren't huge, uh, and they're, <laughs> they're boring and they're stupid. <laughs> and, and if you like them, you're stupid too. Uh, what's the best thing to do with that? Is it to go, well, not for me, but they could make money if we built them up? 
up. They could do spectacular matches. No. Put oh, them no. in that bin over there. <laughs> Put them all together. OK. In I'm a go- bin. Let's have them do a, a, a chain match, a long chain match, where they, they you know, fight in, in, in a gauntlet. Winner stays on. Let's have, I don't know, nine of them. And let's give them 2.5 seconds. <laughs> and if they can't do it in that, they're all fired. And this, every... There's so much talent in this match. <laughs> and there's nothing they do with it. No. Rey Mysterio, it took him a long time to have a good WrestleMania match. Uh, this is not that no, match. it's not. Chavo Guerrero Jr. is uh, the champion here. Mm. Uh, his father, Chavo Guerrero Sr., a renamed Chavo Classic. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> funny <laughs> that is good uh he comes out and, and all these people <laughs> are there i know it's really good isn't it new coke and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh yeah classic coke um <laughs> they they get through <laughs> honestly there, there are some matches here you could have had that were great so mm. even uh, you know your nunzios and your jamie nobles mm. pr- they never really sort of like connected i think with the wwe audience particularly you can make a case for jamie noble um but you could have had tajiri and ultimo dragon you could mm. have had uh ray mysterio and Billy Kidman. You could have done something with this that could have showcased the cruiserweights rather than this where everyone's made to look like they you literally touch them and they can be pinned. Yeah. You know, they are fragile, bone china <laughs> men. Little... Oh, these matches, I mean, some of them are literally uh, as long as it takes to do a three count. Yeah, it's not even, it, it, it's not even, you can, you can't even like, uh, imagine like Ultimo putting all his clothes on. Yeah. All his magnificent clothes and then coming in and just, you know. Yep. And Ultimo Go Dragon, uh, for years, had been seen as one of the great cruiserweights. Mm. He did a period in the WWE at a time when there weren't very many Japanese stars. Tajiri yeah. is there as well. But he'd had an ECW career. He was known to American fans. Ultimo Dragon was a guy you only knew from trading tapes of right. things like the Best of the Super Junior Tournament in Japan. He was a proper established legend. He'd had a long career in Mexico. He went all over the world. And yeah. what he really wanted to do was he wanted to wrestle at WrestleMania. And they allowed him to do that for probably 40 seconds. <laughs> uh, it's so such a waste <laughs> of mm. talent. I can't, I can't begin to think why, after that Playboy Evening Gown match... You know, why you wouldn't have said, do you know what, I know it's nice to have the girls out, but why don't we do something else with them and we can give the cruiserweights a chance? Mm. It just seems crazy. The one thing that you know out of this is this horrible, shitty match. It goes really quickly. Rey Mysterio has a little... I think the best thing is where he's in with Billy Kidman. The crowd get behind him, and the obvious thing is you have to end this match the only way possible, which is that Ray wins the belt mm. because then everyone goes home happy, and Ray doesn't look like a fucking loser. Um, or, or you could you could not do that, <laughs> <laughs> and you could you could let Chavo win so that everyone goes. Not only was that match bad, not only are all those We've people ended up weak, here. I also, I also don't like it. <laughs> it's amazing, doesn't um, it? Doesn't it all start as well um, with some? Uh, the only thing is, like again, there's there's still some awful stuff in this. You know, people, you know, fucking people for uh, for dollars and stuff, mm. and and uh, the, the the Playboy magazine bullshit. Mm. Um, they haven't bothered cutting any of that out, but they've cut out the bit where Ultimate Dragon runs uh, runs into the thing and slips over. He had a <laughs> very famous botch. <laughs> And part of that is because all he wanted to do was be at WrestleMania. <laughs> and he thought, oh, do you know what? They're giving me this shitstorm, but at least I'm at WrestleMania. Nothing else is going to go wrong. And he slips. He does. It's uh... one, of, one of the famous botches. They edit that out. Yeah. And it just seems, that seems to me a bit dishonest because it's not, not because you're going, botches, you know, never happen or whatever. Mm. It seems dishonest because 
uh, how is it any worse than the match they put on? <laughs> yeah. how, you know, how is it? How, how are you going to have Tory Wilson literally trying to rip open the underwear of Jackie Gaydar yeah. and go, "That's all right," but when Ultimo Dragon just genuinely <laughs> fell over a bit, <laughs> no, a shanty singing the national anthem. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, apparently uh, on the um, on the Limp Biscuit thing, I mentioned that Wes Borland uh, was uh, hadn't even bothered putting his face makeup on. Apparently, it was the point where Wes Borland from Limp Biscuit hadn't. It's amazing. Uh, had left Limp Biscuit. It's weird what people. All... It's amazing the confluence between people who like wrestle me and also know quite <laughs> well. a lot about <laughs> the band Slipknot. I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to it see it. It wasn't Slipknot, Mark. Don't start another one. What, was Limp who Biscuit. were Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. Got you. Okay. So, so they're the ones with Wes Borland in, aren't they? <laughs> 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 and and uh, and the guy with the dreads, I think, was from uh, Corn, I believe. Yeah. And that is not me. I, I think can't believe Wes Borland didn't put his face Just paint on. Seeing Maria Mysterio as mask. My favourite little line in this as well is at the end where Chavo has helped uh, uh, Chavo Classic has helped uh, new Chavo um, <laughs> win you are a Chavo Classic Taz just Taz tries to explain it as to why it happens and he just goes I think Michael Cole goes but that was cheating and Taz just goes the father always helps the son what <laughs> <laughs> circumstances I can't think of one the father always helps the son was he on the phone or his own dad <laughs> the, look Look, I've, uh, look, this is a paycheck that will have to go to my debts. <laughs> Just help me out this one time, all right? The father always, always helps the son. son. You know what they say. You know that <laughs> famous phrase. Say it again. The father always, always helps, helps the, the son. son. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, any more for, Any more before we uh, shuffle off this? We sh- we slip over and then try and get down the, uh, uh, yeah. down the, Do down the ramp? Do you know what? Do you know what? Let's rattle through really quickly. Okay. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. Okay, yeah. Stone yeah, Cold yeah. Uh, as the guest referee. Yes. One of the most influential WrestleMania matches of all time. Mm. What basically happens is Goldberg uh, signed a year-long contract that started the day after WrestleMania 19. Right. He's been in the WWE and he comes in at a high level, has a match with The Rock, which he wins, but the WWE fans don't quite go for him and WWE don't know what to do with him. Right. Goldberg is a limited wrestler, but he works very well in explosive things. If he wins in five minutes or two minutes, great. Mm. If you have to do a 25-minute match, he loses a lot of his unique appeal. Right. WWE begin mishandling him. There's a famous bit where he does a skit backstage very early on with Goldust where they put a wig on him and Goldust has to sort of go, I've got long, lovely hair. <laughs> he doesn't say that. <laughs> He's annoyed about it, but he does it and he doesn't like beat Goldust up. Right. And they stop making him an ass kicker. And Goldberg, he was never a fan of wrestling. He doesn't have a big thing about, I really want to be in WWE. Yeah. He's just like, I want a paycheck. And he begins seeing this and he goes, right, I'm not the top star here. Mm. I'm losing matches to Triple H. Mm. I've won the belt, but I'm not in the the main mix and mm. so he goes right do you know what I've done a year thank you very much for the money I'm going to do other things mm. fair enough so they put him in the ring against Brock Lesnar it's a bit of a dream match the 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 sort of the guy who has always been WWE part of the new generation taking on this great figurehead from WCW their biggest star what they really wanted to do at this point was Goldberg versus Steve Austin mm. that was one of the dream matches the big money matches that never ever happened and it didn't happen for the simple reason that by this point Austin is retired yeah. so they say, well, Brock Lesnar is the next best, next big thing. We're trying to make him huge. How better than to have him beat Goldberg, this sort of formerly unbeatable guy? Mm. Vince McMahon had said to Lesnar, um, what we're going to do, you're going to beat Goldberg in 30 seconds. And that's right. going to be huge because he's on his way and that will make you a megastar. What Vincent Mann hadn't realised at that point is that Brock Lesnar had looked around the locker room 
and he'd seen all these broken down wrestlers. He talks about seeing Eddie Guerrero just in pain trying to do his boots up. Mm. And he looks around and he thought, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be doing this. Mm. Uh, He also, not a huge fan of pro wrestling. (laughs) He was a massive amateur wrestler. And he begins thinking, I'm not very happy with this. He finds himself uh, on a diet of vodka and Vicodin. And he thinks, I can see one way here, which is I'm going to become like all these guys, taking far too many, you know, self-medications in constant pain and you know that's not for me he goes on a tour they send him on a tour to South Africa and he's fighting Bob Holly and he just hates it he hates Mm. being away from America he doesn't understand why he's got to travel all this distance to do something he's not very keen on so he I think he walks out on a Smackdown he says I don't want to do this really anymore they've taken the belt off him and they've given it to Eddie Guerrero. And Vince McMahon has said it's because the Latino market is is exploding and we really think we can grab that with Eddie. Yeah. But Brock Lesnar begins to go, no, what's going on? I don't, I, I don't trust you. I don't trust any of you. You're all liars. The wrestling business is full of liars. Oh, I don't want to see him paranoid. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm trying to restrain him. <laughs> so, a week before WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar gave his notice. He said, I'm done. Oh, okay. I'm done. He said, I want to, uh, I want to go uh, and become a football player in the NFL. <laughs> Everyone was like, really? <laughs> okay, they say, you've got no experience of this. He said, no, I want to play for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> uh, and they go, well, um, uh, okay, I can't do anything about it. So what they're stuck with was, I mean, they put so much money into him mm. as well. So much money. He was going to be the big star. And suddenly the big star is going, I want to play a football game. <laughs> so... He was supposed to be the replacement for Austin, and suddenly you've lost both of them. Right. Now, what you have in that match is you have two men who don't want to be there, and they don't want to get hurt because they're going on to do other things. <laughs> so they turn up. What had happened is the internet had found out. Mm. And so the fact that both of them were leaving was widely known. And the crowd destroy them from the moment <laughs> they step in there. They start chanting, you sold out, you sold out, na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, hey, goodbye. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is really fucking rattled by this. He does not <laughs> like it at all. Well, he's not even sold out. No one's really sold out. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. You no, exactly. sold I'm, out. I'm hurt. Did you see me? A year ago, I was dropped on my fucking head. <laughs> yes. It was agony. <laughs> they begin chanting and, and they, the, the crowd take over this match <laughs> and what they go, they do is they just sort of go this is a match where our job is to boo the fuck out of everything right. so Goldberg there's a bit where Goldberg <laughs> hits his spear and the crowd go yay and then they go no no we're supposed no, to be booing <laughs> boo and you can see Goldberg just go I have no idea what's going on <laughs> there's a big section at the end where Goldberg hits I don't know Lesnar hits his move and the mm. crowd boo mm. Goldberg suddenly hits his move and the crowd boo <laughs> <laughs> they're just booing everything that's going on. <laughs> now, the two of them are, I, I think they're both rattled, and I think in Brock Lesnar's case, I think he's genuinely hurt by yeah. the reaction. Mm. And they don't lock up at all well. They're just pausing, <laughs> like they don't know what to do. They're both sort of, Les, uh, Goldberg less so, but Lesnar seems startled. Yeah. And he seems genuinely like he wants to, I think if you put him in that situation one-on-one, he could just grab you by your head and crush it. But when there's all these people, <laughs> he just sort of, he's like a sort of animal, like a wild animal that comes into a city, mm. like, like say, a bear. And there are just 
too many people and too many bright lights, and he just doesn't know what to attack first. And so he's just stuck in the headlights, and it's fucking terrible. They called an audible about two days before this, so Lesnar was still supposed to win. And when they realised that the crowd would shit on it, and they realised that in advance. Right. They didn't know to the extent, but they just sort of said, oh, well, Goldberg's supposed to be the good guy. Uh, to some degree, he's like a, more of a legend. He's going to win. It didn't matter. Mm. The crowd don't care. And they boo their way through this. <laughs> it is one of the worst WrestleMania matches you'll ever see <laughs> because it goes so badly wrong and they are so affected by it mm. and the crowd are not letting them get away with anything. Yeah. It's magic. One of the people who was supposed to be leading the You Sold Out chants in the crowd was Shane McMahon. <laughs> I love the way they take it so personally. Um, but the match is terrible. It's yeah. terrible. And the only time the crowd the cheer is when the match ends. Well, it end, obviously it ends in a kind of slightly messy way because obviously... Because um, Le- at one point Lesnar gives Goldberg an F5. Mm. Uh, actually, it might have been in the VT beforehand, in fact. And now I... <laughs> when I was hearing the F5, I'd only heard it up at, around about this point, so I thought it had something to do with, you know, the refresh key on. <laughs> I didn't know it was a tornado. Right, okay. So I was like, oh, because it's like the refresher, like you're, like you're wiping everything. I don't like know what the five F's again. are. Say again? I don't know what the five F's are. I don't know, I think it's like a storm or a, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a grading system for tornadoes, I think. Got ya. It's because you're spinning them around, but I thought... It was like the refresher. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pressing F5. I'm wiping everything out. That's a much better one. starting again. That's much better. The refresher. It'll be a cool move. <laughs> but it, but um, <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, the crowd in this are sensational. Not loving it. I think this is one of the first times as well where a crowd properly, as one, give their verdict on a match that isn't just positive, we like that. <laughs> yes. This is one where they go, we hate not just the match, not the people, but the booking. Mm. And it's a really, yeah. really strange one. Um... Lesnar does leave after this. He ends up being signed by the Minnesota Vikings. He gets dropped. <laughs> he just doesn't have, you know, quite yeah. what he needs for that particular a thing. level of arrogance to sort of say, I can do this. And no, then no, he says, can't. well, in that, in that case, I'm going to go to UFC. <laughs> and again, everyone goes, but you've never done it, mate. And he's like, well, I'm a top-level <laughs> amateur, you know, wrestler. Uh, WWE, they basically, he'd signed a massive contract that they let him out of. And right. One of the things that they, they said in it is, you can't do any pro wrestling or MMA for the length of the contract. Okay. And it was something like six years after oh, really? this, this okay. point. So he took them to court and he said that having the non-compete clause within this contract was a violation of right-to-work law. Mm. Um, and he... Like a... Uh, like a um, oh, God, Bosman, who uh, did the, uh, the free transfer, um, started the free transfer thing in yeah. football. got you. He basically won. Mm. And it was the first time really anyone had won a big legal case as an independent contractor against the WWE. Oh, cool. That freed him up to compete in Japan uh, and also UFC, where he really made his name. Uh, He won the UFC Heavyweight Championship from Randy Couture. He became one of the biggest draws in MMA for that period. Mm. And it made him a huge, huge star. So when he came back after many, many years, I mean, it must have been... 10 years mm. when he finally came back to the WWE they really had to pay through the nose to get him <laughs> which must have been infuriating uh, really good Goldberg he stayed away from wrestling for a long long time he did lots of sort of like you know business ventures but he returned in 2016 uh, after he was a uh, downloadable sort of pre-order character in the WWE uh, 2K16 okay. uh, Xbox and Playstation game yeah. and basically like the Ultimate Warrior uh, and like Kurt Angle they're inclusion in that game, which was negotiated through the actual game manufacturer, THQ, Mm. ended up being the thing that brought them back to WWE. Ah. And he ended up having 
quite a few uh, matches with Brock Lesnar, which were this time perfectly handled. Oh, cool. And they, they really did it much, much better. <laughs> and they will end up meeting at WrestleMania again, and it was much, much better. Oh, good news. So it ends happily. It ends happily, as uh, it so often doesn't in One last thing that happens here, and it's sort of connected with the last match, is suddenly Vince McMahon comes out, and they say, ladies and gentlemen, yes. uh, the, the chairman of the WWE, Mr. Vince McMahon, and he comes out, and he's basically on camera always been a bad guy. And in this, he just comes out to no music, and he, he thanks the crowd... In the most aggressive way <laughs> that you've ever heard. He starts going, he sort of, you know, uh, you, uh, you people, I want to thank you for all uh, turning up. Uh, you make this. And everyone's like, where's this going? And he just ends <laughs> it by, he says thank you very much. And it is, it's impossible to do justice to how unfriendly it sounds. It's really Thank shocked. you very if, much. If anything, like Lesnar in the last match sounded, when he was cutting his promo, like, he's, he's got quite a whiny voice. Yes. <laughs> um, um, Tell him to his face. <laughs> Tell him to his face. Yeah, because of you, Goldberg, I can sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a funny thing there of Vince going, that was such a disaster. Yeah, did, he must have thought, I like, have to come out like almost as an act of penance but he must have seen that like that queen maybe. in game, game of thrones <laughs> where they, they walk her through the streets Shame. yeah uh, uh, whether they saw it coming or not i don't think they saw the extent of it coming mm. but certainly when he was there he would have been backstage i would kill to see footage of him filmed when this was going on <laughs> because he would have been he would have taken all of this personally things that he had planned ruined and then they're out there stinking up his wrestlemania it's just With funny muscles. that he comes out and he's saying thank you in an aggressive way and what he really means is oh, i'm sorry but the idea that he could come out and say that he's yeah, so- man. sorry about that so Vince McMahon says thank you. It was good when everyone did the swear words. Huh? The fucking middle fingers. <laughs> Vince, would you like to apologise? Thank you very much. <laughs> that, that's as close as you get. <laughs> uh, well, this has been another um, smashing episode. Even though I've said myself five stars um, <laughs> of uh, WrestleMe. If you want to get to the show, as always, it is short at WrestleMePod.com. Yes, we've got the URL. Yes, we are investing in our futures, and yes, we do fucking deserve five stars. Good night, WrestleMe. WrestleMe, Mark. <laughs> Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.